Hello and welcome to the Down the Roads podcast. Uh, this is what episode 14 and today we got on Zach Fenton, a uh, fellow University of Iowa student, actually a graduate now. Uh, Zach, I don't know if you want to introduce yourself to uh, anybody out there. Oh yeah, uh, I'm Zach. I'm a huge Niners fan, so we're going to talk about that obviously soon, but met TJ through uh, work at, at school, so he invited me on. I was like, oh, I, for sure, I'm all over that, so I'm here. Yeah, should be a good one. We're going to talk about uh, the championship round. Of course, Noah's here as well as usual. Um, Noah, how are you? Dude, I'm doing good, man. Some crazy, crazy games, man, like we put on our podcast. The first time that a number one or two seed is going to be in the Super Bowl. So that's going to be, that's just, it's been a wacky year. It's going to conclude in another one. Yes, yes, it is. Oh my God, guys, their dog wants to go outside. Okay, so how about we just start with doing a, a recap? Uh, so let's start with the uh, the Bengal and Chief game. And uh, Noah, I want you to take this away really quick so I can let out their dog, okay? Yeah, so this game, this game, honestly, going into this game, I don't think too many people, I don't know about you, Zach, uh, really thought the Bengals were going to win. I thought they had a chance, but um, going into the game, I really just had Chiefs for the really top-tier team that was left in the league. Packers went home, Buccaneers went home, Titans went home. So I really thought Chiefs were going to beat them easier than they did uh, Buffalo because I thought Buffalo was a true task. But Cincinnati yeah. came in, man, and, and, and they really just kind of showed their true colors. I think Joe Burrow said before the game that he's tired of the underdog, the underdog uh, headline of their team, and they proved it against the Chiefs. Um, but just the, the way they won in overtime, they fought for it. Bengals are a team that gives in. They proved that throughout the, you know, since the last time they made the playoffs, that they've just been a given team and they fought for it this time against a really good team. And uh, I think it's well-deserved as a Steeler fan. Um, I'm excited that they're representing the North in the Super Bowl, but um, it, it's it's going to be uh, sad to see the next years, man. we got to deal with this team because they're showing me that they're not going away anytime soon. Yeah, I was big on Buffalo, too. And I thought the winner of that game, the Chiefs-Bills, was going to just roll over to the Bengals. But they yeah. came out like – I mean, it was, like I was telling TJ, it was 21 to 3. And I was like, this is going to be before halftime. It's not looking too good right now. But Burrow, man, he he came back and they're, I mean, they played better on defense. They, didn't, they only had, what, two or three sacks, I think the, the, uh, the Chiefs did. So they played better in the line because like, he got sacked like nine times last week. So they made a lot of huge adjustments. But I, I was pulling for the Bengals in that one. And it was cool to see like, that underdog mentality where they pulled through again. But that was that second half going to overtime. That was, that was exciting. Yeah, for, for me, uh, I think most of this game, I was trying to figure out how to live stream, and we, we were not doing a very good job with that, huh, Noah? But, no. um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like, just for Kansas City, like, you're up 21 to 10, and you get the ball all the way down to the one-yard line, and and I was like, okay, well, they're going to score. They're going to at least kick a field goal, and I went to go get some Popeyes. I was starving. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to leave a little bit early. I get back, and it's still 21 to 10. I'm like, how is this even possible? And I watched the replay, and it's just like, what were you doing? Like, he threw uh, – Patrick Mahomes threw it to Hill uh, behind the line of scrimmage. And what happens? Like, he stays inbounds. They end up losing a couple yards, and the time runs out. You have no timeouts. You're not throwing it to the end zone. Uh, Zach? Look at I think there was three or four seconds on the clock at that point. He was kind of scrambling to find it at the end zone. There was nobody open. I don't know why he decided to check down the hill in bounds. I mean, he could have thrown out of bounds with a second or two, take a field goal, but he's panicked and obviously nothing happened. So Yeah, I think that's a big storyline of this game is the fact that uh, Mahomes looked very confident in the first half. Uh, yep. That one touchdown, the first touchdown on that first drive, like an eight-minute drive, and it was like a sidearm throw running to his right. It was an amazing throw. And then the second half, it just seemed like uh, there was there, it was like more conservative play calling. And Mahomes just didn't seem as confident for some reason. Yeah, the first half to me was, was a pretty classic Chiefs football where they were just like, you know, controlling the whole game. They wanted they know what they wanted to do the whole time. And then the second half, they started getting more conservative. I'm not sure if they thought if they thought that Cincinnati had a real chance of coming back in that one. But offense, I thought Mahomes in that third quarter, he had like, what, 10 yards, total passing yards. He didn't do anything. Yep. Yeah. No, you want to – okay, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, man, the, the Bengals have done uh, something that no team really has done against them, man. You saw in the Steelers-Chiefs game, it was the opposite. Steelers came out and they played them hard the first half. But Chiefs have a great conditioning team, and they're one of the fastest teams in the league, scouting it everywhere. They're just very speed on their team, and – Bengals came out here and they didn't play so good the first half, but they did the exact same thing in the first game in the season. I think Bengals went into halftime 
knowing that they did this before, they can do it again. So they had a lot of confidence in that. And I think Chiefs kind of got overconfident and thought they had in the bag because they. I feel like they thought they were playing uh, a, a less competitive team in Buffalo. And I think uh, the D-line of the Cincinnati, I got to give them credit because they got a lot of pressure on Mahomes that I haven't seen in too many games Mahomes has been. And he was, he was scrambling. A lot of times he got some passes, but as you guys said, the one – uh, so one led to an interception and one he should have thrown that bounce. It's just a lot of a lot of uh, pressure mistakes that we don't usually see from Mahomes, and it was credited to the Bengals defense. And they did mm-hmm. what they did the first game as well. They they were down eleven at halftime and they came back to win the game. So Bengals are for real, man, and, and they're gonna be scary coming up these next years and this next game. I give a lot of credit to Hendrickson and Hubbard. Those are the ends, they play their hearts. I mean, there was one point in the fourth quarter. I think it was Hendrickson. He was limping out the field, chasing Mahomes down. He was out of breath. I give those two guys a lot of credit for playing tougher the whole game. It was insane. Hendrickson is one of the best pickups in the offseason. He was that was a great pickup for them. Uh, my yeah. buddy had to find me that during the game too. And that was a great pickup. And Hubbard's always always playing tough. So those two especially, yes. A lot yeah, of credit and, to and, oh, go ahead. But oh, no, Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon, I mean that guy has been a workhorse. Fought through injury. He played a hell of a game. Like I was just I was happy to see Joe Mixon on that last drive uh, in overtime where he just kept pounding the ball down the field for that game winning field goal. He got the dirty yards for them. And Jamar Chase, nowhere in the first half, comes out in the second half, and he looks like the guy we've seen all season, rookie of the year. He's going to be yep. rookie of the year. He has to be, at least on the AFC side. Uh, don't know who's been better this year. Uh, he's really getting his numbers up for a rookie. And uh, Mixon, Burrow, and, and Jamar Chase are just those three guys are going to be something special, man. And, and it's going to be hard to stop them. But uh, credit, as you said, to Mixon. He got the dirty yards where the Bengals needed those going to be the those plays he got were the not credited plays because when they needed five yards he would get six and and you, more people look at the touchdowns and but Mixon got their dirty their dirty work. And it's not only that dirty he's coming out of the backfield he's blocking he's catching the ball he's just one yeah. of those all around backs. Yeah. Speaking of dirty dirty uh like yards T Higgins when Uzama got hurt that first half that's a big target for Joe Burrow. He was laying blocks out. He was getting seven, eight-yard catches for first downs, and he was kept him alive. He got those drives alive a lot in the first half. Yeah, next man up in Saudi, he really came through for them. All right, sorry, guys. Uh, I'm at my girlfriend's place. The dog is fighting the cat right now. Uh, okay, uh, fun fun times. Uh, so anyway, um, I don't even know. What's the last thing we just talked about? The dirty work of Higgins, how he the came dirty. back in. That yeah, that – that's one thing, man, because when when uh, Jamar Chase is getting double teamed in the first half, like you already brought up, like he was nowhere in the first half, you see Higgins and you see um, Boyd stepping up. And and it's not even that they need to step up. They're already three amazing wide receivers. But when you got Chase, obviously the best receiver on the team, getting double teamed, those guys were stepping up in big moments. So uh, and then, of course, uh, it was brought up in the uh, the um, by like Tony Romo and Jim Nance that uh, the Chiefs were <laughs> – Playing man-to-man coverage, they were double-teaming uh, Bur- or uh, excuse me, Chase on like first downs, but then they would drop to zones, and so the Bengals were just throwing the ball on second and third down and getting easy completions to to uh, Chase in the second half, and then you see Chase all of a sudden blow up. So I think it was just adjustments by the Bengals. Yeah, and and as much as we're crediting the Bengals, man, the Chiefs aren't going anywhere. They're going to be a problem with Mahomes. They got as well. So I, they just got caught to a team that. Bengals swept the Steelers this year. They they got the Ravens swept. They swept the Chiefs in two games. So they didn't. It's not like they're they they really you know necessarily choked. They just because Bengals are a good team too. And as Burrow said, you know he's tired of the underdog label because they can they can win games too. But um, Chiefs aren't going anywhere. So the Chief fans out there, you guys are gonna have a good team. They're gonna this is probably gonna they're gonna learn. They needed this loss to learn more because uh they've they've had some easy games the last two three years. But uh, they're gonna learn more from a loss and sometimes you do a win. So they'll be back. Okay, so last week. Obviously, Kansas City won the toss. They marched down the field. They scored an easy touchdown against Buffalo. And everybody on the internet, including including me, uh, not so much you, Noah, or Kyler, who we had on last week, um, but especially me, was like, overtime rules need to change. Uh, and then this week, Kansas City wins. And I specifically told Kyler, I don't think it's going to be as – it's not as over as it was for Buffalo. Like, there was such a big momentum shift in that game that I thought Kansas City was going to immediately win. Uh, how do you guys feel about overtime rules in this game where you see only in the second time ever that a team in the playoffs has won with not, without winning the toss? Right. I mean, I think that the rules need to change still. I was I was kind of like he said. I was like, okay, well, here we go. Another Chiefs victory. They won. They, they called heads. I think it was or tails. I forget. Won that. I'm like, I here so. we go. They're going to march in the field and win it. But – 
I'd like to see the rules change. I'm not sure, like, you know, or exact answer yet because there's just too many things out there on the table for overtime. I mean, I've always kind of thought about maybe playing like one full 10 minute quarter. And if it goes to a tie beyond that, do sudden death or do the first team to score a touchdown. But I think it's got to change because at least both teams got, got the ball in overtime. So that was nice. Yeah, I agree with him. I think rules need to change. And I think this has kind of been a problem with overtime since they in- induced it. And uh, as a Steeler fan of Tim Tebow, the first year they induced it, Tim Tebow started the Broncos against Pittsburgh, man. That's, that still haunts me. So, of course, I wanted to change it. But um, anyway, yeah. on a serious note, though, yeah, um, I would agree with him on like a make it either like more minutes and give them each possession or a 10-minute quarter. And if it goes past that, then do the next possession wins. Because if you go through a 10-minute quarter, you know, I mean, you're both probably going to get the ball uh, two times maybe at least. So, um. I think that that would be beneficial. Maybe sudden death next score wins. I could see that, but at least give them each a chance. And the Bengals got the yeah. interception turnover, and, and I guess they didn't need it. So, but it still needs to change. And that interception, though, that was insane. He just, it fell right into his arms. I was watching, and I was like, holy crap. That is mean, perfect place, perfect timing on that one. Yeah, my Three interceptions, was it, that game? I think it was uh, just two. I think it was two. It was two. It was two? Okay, yeah. yeah. Through yeah, one to the line, and then another one in overtime. Okay, yeah, I thought he threw one right before they got to the ball after the D-line, but maybe he just, just had two. That's so crazy to see Mahomes throwing two interceptions in the championship games. That's that's going to show you that Bengals' defense was stepped up because they were the they were kind of like the laughing stock because they they were getting carried by their offense a lot of these games, and they showed up against one of the best offenses in the league. And, yeah, back to that D-line, you know, D-line again, they had a pick. Like, that's just one of those games for Mahomes, but that was impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, again, it's it's not even like Mahomes had a horrible game. He just started out, he started out the first half normal, just like like you said, Zach. And then it, from there, it just kind of went downhill, and, and Cincinnati kind of buckled down. I mean, obviously, they only allowed three points in the second half. Um, I don't know if you guys are ready to move on to uh, the 49er Ram game. Or... Okay. Is there anything else you want to bring up on the Bengal game? Oh, I'm good. Okay, so let's start with uh, – let's do the Ram uh, 49er game. So, obviously, to set it up here, it was uh, in Los Angeles. This is going to be the first time ever that we get a championship game at, at a stadium, and then the Super Bowl is played at the same stadium. And two years yep. in a row were the home team, uh, you know, Buccaneers last year in Tampa Bay and this year uh, Rams in Los Angeles. So that's pretty crazy all in itself. And, uh, yeah, this is the third time these teams have played this year, and, and the 49ers have owned – uh, the Rams for the last three years, and uh, yep, six and zero, and then this, and, uh, yeah, and then this game it kind of just falls apart. It's, it's another second half comeback by a team. So I want to hear Zach. I want to hear your opinion on this game. Okay, so to start the game off in mean, the first quarter. You know, nothing much happened. Defense, total defense was pretty good. Uh, I thought that the run game, the Rams did a pretty good, de- a pretty good job of like, defending the run. Mitchell couldn't get anything going behind the backfield. There was some Debo. He had they had Debo in the shotgun on some runs. It worked out pretty well. They didn't take a lot of deep shots either team. I mean, it was more just like, you know, fight for first downs the entire first half, I thought. Cooper Cup, that dude is a bad man. Like, he just destroyed our secondary. He was fully healthy now. We have other minus Jason Brett. Um, one of my big things I thought about, too, in that first half was just, I mean, Robbie Gold, that dude does not miss. And I was really impressed, too. Uh, Ramsey was talking some smack. Going into halftime, I thought that was pretty funny. Yep. And then from there, they made some adjustments at halftime, and they just they they outplayed us. Yeah. So so going into halftime, what it was seventeen to seven or ten to seven. Ten to seven. Okay. So yeah, and Robbie Gold just automatic, automatic in the playoffs. He's now twenty three or twenty four and oh or twenty four out of twenty four. I think it's twenty three for twenty three. Yeah, and so what do you think about uh, J- uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's performance in this game? Because it, from my perspective as somebody who's not a fan, doesn't watch the games all the time, that man started out – I just I – don't, I don't get him sometimes because sometimes he thinks he's going to, like, extend plays, and that's where you see so many mistakes from him happen, where he's, yeah. like, running around this way, running around that way, and he's not Patrick Mahomes. There was one crucial play. I think he was in the – might have been the first half. Was George Kittle was open on a go route, and he had his arms open, like waving around. And he just overthrew him by about two or three yards, and that was that had touch on run all over it. He just went and Garoppolo. He misses guys a lot. He underthrows people. I think he's a pretty good game manager. I don't. He, yep. I wouldn't call him a great quarterback. He can win games with like let's run, you know, hit the run game and defense to kind of carry him. 
But I just, I think in big situations, he folds when he has to make big, crucial plays. Because a lot of guys, like there was, a, there was a game two years ago against the Saints. George Kittle goes up for two yards, catches a little pass, and might beat the Saints in New Orleans in overtime, I believe. But a lot of the players kind of have to help carry him and make bigger plays where he has to deliver a ball. He can't do it. No, yeah. what were you seeing in this game? To, to me, it's it's the opposite of what you usually want on a team. I think a lot of team looks to their quarterback to guide him, and I think Jimmy Garoppolo leads to others to guide him, such as Debo Samuels, which is fine. Um, you can get away with games like that, but in an NFC Championship game against a talented team such as the Rams, I think that it caught up to them, but they beat the Rams twice before, so I didn't think it was necessarily the team they were playing. It was just this game and circumstances, but Debo Samuels, man, just credit to him. He's, he's a beast. Um, I saw he made a lot of great, crucial plays for this team that kept them up. And they were – I thought Niners were in control for most of this game. It was just the yep. opposite of the Week 18 game. I think Rams were in control of that most of that game, and Niners came back, and they had something kind of – they were fighting to make the playoffs. Uh, the Saints were winning. But, you know, this time around, Rams were, I think, fighting for Stafford a little bit more. And it seemed like they rallied around their team more than the Niners did. Um, but, I mean, uh, I don't think Rams wanted to go 7-0 against – down seven games back-to-back. So, they were, it's a little bit, a little bit of a rivalry there between these two teams and it's a great rivalry and it's not one that's going to go any, away anytime soon but um yeah Stafford I think Stafford kind of showed his true potential in this game more than Jimmy Garoppolo and I think that's what it came down to I think Rams made better better plays when they counted more so but credit to to Jimmy uh Jimmy because I think a lot of people are too hard on him sometimes I think he is better than people give him credit for but I don't know if he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback and it proved in this game but um, yep. Niners got a lot of key pieces, and I think they're going to be – they were the they were the under uh, – me and TJ said they're the dark horse. We thought they were going to be the team out of all the teams that were, um, you know, like three or lower that could have a chance to win it and make it. So um, – and they proved some big upsets. That they, they're a team that are going to be there as well at the Chiefs. They're going to be there next year too, but um, I like to see them get a better quarterback and see what happens there. Do you like do you like Trevor Lawrence, Zach? Trevor Lawrence or Trey oh, sorry, Lance? Sorry, sorry, Trey Lance, Trey Lance, Trey Lance. Okay, yeah. From what I've seen so far, he had he had what one or two starts here. He came in on some running plays early in the season, but I like the way they're going to use him in Shanahan's offense. He's he's more mobile. He fits that whole like you know end around motion kind of offense with Debo and Ayuk and Jennings, and even have they even have Kittle on some like on a tight end runs, which I like to see a lot of that. Um, yeah. I think Trey Lance needs this whole year to sit down and kind of step back and learn from a quarterback like Garoppolo, who's not. He's seen. He's been through a lot of adversity, and he's seen a lot of things in the league behind Brady. Obviously, I think it's a pretty good year to sit down for him. I'm excited for the future, though. I think that Trey Lance is going to be not great right away, but like he can be a leader for uh, Shanahan. I like him a lot, though. Do you think that next year they have a chance of getting to the NFC title game again with Trey Lance? Do you think it's going to take a little bit of time for them to be like a great NFC team? I think if they can get a lot of these guys, like there's a lot of key players on a into their contracts right now. If they yeah. can maintain their offensive, offensive line and keep a good defense, I mean, they have Debo under contract, IU Kittle. They have the pieces to get to get back there. It depends how he does. I'm just curious if, if like, the Garoppolo situation, if they're going to rely more on, like, just Trey Lance to win games or, like, the offense or defense in the run game to help guide him there. So, yeah. I guess next season, the first four or five games where they see him, how he plays as a leader or just, like, with the team, I guess you, it's hard to explain, but I yeah. think he has a chance to get back there next year with the surrounding pieces. I think the 49ers are a team that no matter who you put in that quarterback role, they're always going to be in contention because they have such a great team around the quarterback. I think yeah. if Trey Lance comes in, minimizes his, his mistakes, and can make just a couple big throws in key moments, I think he can, I think he can lead them to the playoffs. Because when you look at Mac Jones, Mac Jones came in, was making easy throws, like Tom Brady-esque throws, not like greatness throws, just like, you know, five yards here, three yards there, screen here, screen there. If they can do something similar to Trey Lance and get the run game going like it was this year with Mitchell and and especially with Debo Samuel, uh, I think they can get back there for sure. As long as they don't make him like the key guy, just like you said, if they rely on him too much, he's, I mean, he's our age. He's like 23. So, yep. so I wouldn't expect him to like come in right away and just dominate the league. Yeah, but and I think we'll start off. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Zach. Uh, back to Garoppolo, though. I mean, I think that in that situation where was, they were down by three points with a minute 43 in the clock to lead him for a drive, he just – I mean, he's done it a couple of times. That's a lot to ask in L.A., and I think he just folded in that last possession. Like, he just – the motion's got the best of him, and he just got – he fell. I don't know. 
But, and you'd like to see some points scored in between because what it's 10 to seven going into halftime, uh, like yep. you said, and then what, uh, 17 to 17, long, and there's yep, still just long, no points scored. They had a long drive where they got Kittle in the end zone, that was 17 to seven, and then between there, they scored what two field goals and then a touchdown to cup again, I believe, was the last yep. touchdown. And then, yeah, it was just a lot of punts and field goals for the Rams, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and and Noah, you brought up Matthew Stafford. I thought he had a I thought he had a pretty good game, but not a great game. Uh, as as uh, Zach, as we were talking about at the beginning before we started, uh, Cooper Cup kind of takes control of this offense. And um, with Matthew Stafford in this game, uh, I don't know if like something was wrong with his arm or something, but he seemed a little bit hurt because he was under throwing a lot of throws down the field. He was trying to throw it downfield the whole game, but there were some throws that he was just missing. Yeah, it was like the opposite for me with with Jimmy Garoppolo. I feel like Jimmy Garoppolo was like more better throughout the game, but I thought Stafford was better in more crucial moments. Like when he needed to come through, I thought Stafford came through. But a lot of it was Cooper Cup and Beckham Jr. actually stepped up and surprised me for this game too. Odell played one of his best games of the year for the Rams, and uh, they needed they needed him. I'm not sure if you guys caught it at the end of the first quarter though on that first uh, Stafford possession with the interception in the end zone. Um, when uh, Jimmy Ward caught that ball and started running out of the end zone. Fred Warner kind of laid out Stafford from the back. Yep. They didn't call a penalty on though, and he kind of slowed down to that one. And, like he was looking for a foul, but that could have. I mean, I'm not sure he was injured at all, but that was. He looked a little shaken up after that one. Yeah, yeah I, I know. I know what play you're talking about. Yeah, where he he kind of laid on the ground for a little bit and then was kind of protesting to the official. Yep. Yeah, um, I don't know if that's like the sole reason why his arm. I mean, it could just be he missed a couple throws, and it's not no big deal. And I'm reading a little bit too far into it, but. Um, you're just accustomed, like, especially with last week when playing the Buccaneers, he made so many uh, crucial deep ball throws and this week it, it just wasn't the case. Um, but like you said, Noah too, he was, he was crucial. He was clutch. He was clutch. And Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, just an amazing pickup for this team. So uh, any are. other, any other final thoughts on, on the 49ers or the Ram game? Cause I mean, we didn't even talk about the defenses really. Yeah. Uh, our played a very good game. I mean, we should have to run the Rams running game down most of the game. Nick Bosa had a hell of a game. He had, I think he had two sacks. Arms had a, had a sack and a half. The front seven played really well. It's just the secondary got lit up. I mean, Cooper Cup and OBJ, they ran some pretty impressive routes. Van Jefferson, too. They just kind of ran. He likes running towards the sidelines, and it just kind of the secondary kind of sagged off, and Stafford just kind of controlled the tempo from there. But the defense has played. I mean, it was, it was a good defensive battle the first half, but yeah, the secondary is kind of what let us down. Yeah, I agree. And their their front seven were uh, playing a lot better than their the secondary. And credit to Bosa and credit to Donald. Um, the, the D line on Rams played exceptionally well as well this game. Uh, it just came down. I think a lot of this game came down to quarterbacks, but the defense played a lot better compared to the offense they were going up against. But their defense both have strong defenses too. Um, it's just mm-hmm. a matter of time. Uh, which quarterback kind of came through more for their team? Yeah, something something that wasn't brought up. Aaron Donald firing up the team on the sideline. That was I don't awesome. know if you guys caught that, but uh, he, I think more than anybody, he wants to win. And you see Matthew Stafford playing 13 seasons in Detroit and then one season with the Rams. Obviously, it's a way better team around him, but kind of not carrying the team, but being a part of this team's success to make it to the Super Bowl. I think it's a pretty great story, uh, even though he did have to knock out the 49ers. So I'm sorry. Sorry about that, Zach. Well, if one guy's a BS, I mean, I, I can live with Stafford. I don't mind. He's a good guy. I love watching him play. I mean, our first time in Detroit, I respect him a lot. So to come to L.A. in one season, go to Super Bowl, it's pretty impressive. So I give him half off to Matt Stafford for that one. Yeah. Good question, Zach. Um, out of the Rams, Seahawks, and Cardinals, which team do you think is like your biggest robbery from your point of view for the Niners? Uh, definitely the Seahawks the last 10 years. But yeah. I could see if Russell Wilson decides to lead this offseason, it could be Rams-Niners for the next couple of years. I don't see Arizona doing a whole, a whole lot compared to these two teams right now. The way Kyle Murray's played, I think right now that's going to be the Rams Niners the next four or five years. Yeah, and that's a good division, man. Especially if Seahawks can get a little bit healthier and pick us some more key pieces. That would be like a you could see all four of them making the playoffs, honestly. Yeah, yeah, it's it's an it's an incredible division. I mean, we we didn't have a very good uh, division record regular season. We lost to the Cardinals twice. Mm-hmm. I think we only beat the we beat the Rams twice. Now is all we beat in our division. Yeah, I just – I don't know about the Cardinals. Like, they're that team that has a good first half of the season and then just blows up. And it's happened two seasons in a row. I mean, when you're so bad that you let the Bears make the playoffs over you, that's an issue. 
All right. Are you guys ready to move on? We can talk a little bit about the Tom Brady retirement. Yeah. All right. So Saturday, um, Adam Schefter reported that Tom Brady was retiring and this obviously blew up all over the internet. And then it turns out that Tom Brady called uh, Bucker, uh, Buccaneers management saying that I haven't even made my decision yet. And his, uh, um, his manager uh, was like, no, he's not retiring. His dad was like, he's not retiring. So it's just this whole big thing now. And honestly, in my opinion, I think he's going to retire, but I think he's, he wanted to do it on his own terms. And I think he's pretty pissed off that uh, somebody like Adam Schefter or somebody told uh, reporters that he was going to retire, something along the lines of that. Um, but if Tom Brady does retire, uh, is this the right time to do it? Should he play one more season? Go ahead, Zach. Um, I think after all this right now, it's a time to retire. I mean, I saw a lot of frustration in that last game against the Rams from Brady. I'm not sure it was mostly his teammates. I saw a lot of Brady I've not seen before where he had to play some injury or players that were injured without without them. Um, I mean, what did he play, 22 seasons? That's a, he had a hell of a career, but I just think after this, all this, this yeah, I think he's going to hang him up. Yeah, I think I, so too. I, I I truly don't think he will retire, but I, I don't I don't think there's ever going to be a bad time from here and out for him not to retire. Like this is a good year. He has nothing really more to accomplish. You know what I mean? He's number one in pretty much everything. He's got the most Super Bowl rings. And, and I mean, what more does he really want? He went to another franchise and got the Super Bowl first year. So I mean, there's not much to do. But I, I just don't I don't think he will retire. I think he's got one more year in him. That's just my opinion. But um, if he does, I won't be surprised. Like I don't I won't be surprised at all. I I kind of agree with you, Tisha, though. The fact that I think he was planning on it and he's a little bit upset that he got spoiled. But I, I, yep. I just see. I see Brady coming back like Manning did and saying that he's going to retire like this is his last year and kind of going out with like, because I think most quarterbacks like Roethlisberger when he said that this is going to be it, most quarterbacks want like that. You're going into the game like you know this is it. And I don't know if like he's going to call it quits. I just don't believe he's going to call it quits just yet. But I think after one more year, he will. Well, I like, think no, the reason... Adam, Go ahead, Zach. You know, Philip Rivers and Big Ben both said kind of mid-season they were going to be on their way out after the season was mm-hmm. over. That's like what happened like result-wise. I was pretty shocked that when that news came out Saturday, I did not see that happening at all. I mean, I could see it happening now that he said it or he's going to retire, but I did not think that it'd be, it'd be his last year going down like that at home. Yeah. I mean, 44 years old. I look at, you know, some of the other quarterbacks like Ben, Ben was 39. Uh, you know, you got Rogers at 38. So he's like still got some years on these guys, but he's still playing really good with a good team. So, I mean, Brady might even come back and maybe they can do a thing or like, he's not like, playing the whole game or something because he is getting up there in age, but I don't think Brady would do that if he came back. But I mean, there's so many options for him to do. Um, but I, I just don't, I, yeah, like I just don't see him calling it quits yet. I think he wants to, I don't think he'll win again though. That's the thing though. So maybe he will call it quits. I don't know. Who knows? Well, I, I, I think like the big thing is he made these like cryptic, like uh, things like he talked about, like, I, I need to be there for my family. I need to be there for my kids. I'm not really being much of a father. I'm play, I'm spending so much time playing football and and I'm not direct quoting him, obviously, but like he was making these comments. And so it just it, it just sounds like he's he's done. Yeah. I mean, I, I just think, honestly, he's just upset that uh, the news came out before he was ready to share it. Um, and if he does come back, do you think he plays another season with the Buccaneers or do you think uh, he protests to get traded to a different team? Do you think he goes over to the 49ers for one year? <laughs> Dude, I don't <laughs> I mean, see Tom that. Brady. I, he can say I, I want to get that. traded and he'll get traded. I see him playing Tampa Bay if he comes back. I had a question for you guys, too. Do you think that Gronk hangs it up if Brady does? We've seen his whole career with, with the Patriots and going to Tampa Bay, wherever Tom Brady goes, Gronk goes. I, so. I think he does, too, because Brady's the reason he came back in the first place. Yeah. But Brady, yeah. I think Brady plays in Tampa Bay 100% just simply for the fact that he said it, too. He says when he, when he was going to retire, he was always going to move to Florida. He's already in Florida and Tampa Bay. So unless he goes to Miami or Jacksonville, which I don't see that happening, um, I think he's going to stay in Tampa Bay simply for the weather as well. You know, you're getting older, you want to be in good weather. And that's one of the main reasons Tampa Bay attracted him. So I think he stays there. He's getting old. Yeah. He's 45. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I, I watched this video where it was like, where's Tom Brady going to end up next year? It's like, he's got another year on his contract. He's not going anywhere. Like he can still win with Tampa Bay. That's a good team. They were just pretty banged up in that uh, divisional game. So uh, like Tristan works that things out. They got a great line for him on that on that O line. They got some yeah. weapons over there. They're one of the best O lines in football. Yeah, if I was forty five years old, I want to be playing in Tampa as a quarterback. Yeah, hundred percent. What would be weird is if Brady 
doesn't retire before the draft and then he retires before the season or something because then like they're screwed on a quarterback situation like because if, if that happens man the Buccaneers are I mean they need a quarterback still so like I don't know like how good they have a good how good of the season do you guys think they have if they don't pick up a quarterback in the draft and Brady retires like right before the season you guys think they're still a playoff team well do they so pick up Mitchell Trubisky or do they start Kyle Trask like that's that's just the real question. Like, are they just going to sign some quarterback who could be a starter but is not currently a starter, or do they start their uh, like third round draft pick last year? I don't know if he was third round draft pick, but whatever. He was early, he was. early third. Yep. Early third. Okay. Yeah. And I was looking at for like quarterbacks that were like free agents. I mean, the best the best option out there. You got Andy Dalton, Trubisky. Like, I just I see Mitchell going there. Otherwise, I just, I, they, I think this, they play uh, Kyle Trask. Yeah, I think that would be their best bet. I mean, a year under Brady is, you know, is just as good as anything else. Um, I, and I think, honestly, honestly, God, Noah, I think Trubisky's going to uh, Pittsburgh. I I'm think not, Pittsburgh's going to really, be dumb and take Trubisky. I really, we really like. I don't think we're going to go bold as people saying Rodgers, but I really think we're going to pick up Derek Carr. I just think he's he's the best fit for us, man. He, he's talked good about Pittsburgh, and we really like him. We, I think someone's already reached out to talk to him as well. So. Um, no, I'm really I think Derek Carr is going to stay in, in uh, Las Vegas. I mean, he's got yeah, a set out there. He very well could, but he's even – before the season, he wasn't happy there either. So I think that this season they had might sway his decision a little bit, but there's been some talks with him. But, and I really would want him over anybody like else Derek Carr is coming in. I mean, you want Rodgers, but he's gone after – he's not the best to cooperate with. And after this year, he'd probably be gone out of Pittsburgh anyway. So I'd like to get Derek Carr. I don't see Carr leaving just because they got McDaniels from the Patriots like yesterday or today. I guess I think like a fantastic fit for what Derek Carr needs. I think that dude's a genius. Uh, I'm curious your opinion too, Noah. What do you think about like there have been talk of like Kenny Pickett going to the Steelers in the draft? Oh, I love it. Uh, that'd be awesome. Come on, Kenny Pickett. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I would. I would really. I would, I, would, I would really want him. But do you guys just, just to kind of touch on that real quick? Do you guys think Derek Carr would have a better season staying in Las Vegas or coming to Pittsburgh? Uh, I mean, it, it really just depends. I mean, they both have a decent wide receiver core, but neither team has like an amazing wide receiver core. And he had, just had a great season last uh, last season. He was uh, I can pull it up here really quick. I think he was top five in passing, top six. He was number six in passing. One, two, three. No, I can't count. He was number five. He had forty eight hundred yards. I think he has just a just a fine season in Las Vegas again. I think you put him in a whole new system. Go ahead, Zach. Yeah. I just think that I think he'd have a better season in Vegas. I think that if they get a couple more receivers and kind of build on Josh Jacobs, the chemistry with him and Carr, he stays there and has a better – I mean, I don't see him leaving regardless. Um, I just don't know about Carr and Pittsburgh, though. I don't think he – I don't know about that. Yeah. yeah, and it's touch on your question more too. I I I would like to Kenny Pickett too, just because the whole Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh scene. I think that he fits in Pittsburgh, and he played pretty pretty well. And I think that it would take him. He wouldn't be like good right away in Pittsburgh. I think it'd take him a couple years to fit. But I think he's the type of quarterback that would fit the Pittsburgh scene. Just to kind of touch back on that. But I, I I would like to take him too, just so he's Pittsburgh his whole life. That'd be a pretty cool story. Yeah. All right. Do we want to move on to the most fun thing to talk about the Pro Bowl? Pro Bowl. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, um, obviously, the Pro Bowl happens in between uh, the championship games and the Super Bowl. And I just quick question: When's the last time either of you guys even watched a Pro Bowl? Like all the way through. All the way through. Oh, probably five to ten years. I haven't watched a full Pro Bowl in a long, probably middle school days. Yeah. yeah. Same full, here. Full Pro Bowl, I haven't watched, but I, I keep an eye on them. You know, like it's always on when they're on. Like I'm checking. Yeah. In. I'm not watching the whole game. Yeah, it's, it's just usually it's not the most fun game, but I think the most interesting part about it is just seeing what guys get in and what guys don't. Um, and I think that's what we're going to talk about a little bit now. Um, but just to start, I pulled up the NFL Network um, website and there's eight different teams that have at least five players. And there's one team that has seven. The Colt, wait, no, no, my bad. Eight teams have, uh, crap. For you guys are like, damn, TJ, don't know what he's talking about. I think no, it's eight teams. Find it, the exact number. Eight teams have at least five. Uh, one team has seven and two teams have six. So then five teams have five. Sorry, I was just getting my numbers mixed up. Not very good with numbers, apparently. 
Um, but the Colts have seven players, obviously guys like Jonathan Taylor, DeForest Buckner, um, Kansas City was six, Chargers was six, and then uh, Ravens, Browns, Cowboys, uh, Niners, and Buccaneers all with five. Um, and obviously there were players that like didn't make it that should have made it. Uh, obviously then, then there's like uh, Rams and Bengal players that aren't going to be able to play at all. So I just want to hear you guys' opinions on this Pro Bowl. Go ahead, Noah. Yeah, uh, I, I, I mean, I'm glad the Bengals made it just because Deontay Johnson and Najee Harris are the replacements for it. So I was yep. excited to hear that, of course. Um, TJ Watt is there. So it's, it's pretty probable I'm definitely going to watch because there's a lot of Steelers. But other than that, um, yeah, I think I don't think there's too many like misses. Like some like last year, I think there's a lot of like snubs, like I, I thought at least. But this year, there's not too many. And I think there would be a lot of Rams and Bengals players if they would have lost this game. But um, I kind of there's not too much I disagree with, so I really there's not much for me to talk about. I know if you get your guys' opinions on who you guys think got snubbed, but uh, this game is usually it's not usually physical. Like it's you know what I mean when you're watching the Pro Bowl, they're they're being more lenient with each other, so it's not really about that. But it, it's just like you said, fun party scene who makes it. And as a Steeler fan, I'm excited for it. And like you said, there's a lot of teams, one with seven, a bunch with five, and, and you know a couple of six. So uh, that's that'll be fun uh, to see for those teams. But I don't know how many Bears made it, DJ. Two, two. Who are they? Uh, uh, Robert Quinn and Jakeem Grant. Jakeem Grant because he returned one punt. Is there any uh, is there any snubs on the Bears? You think? Uh, yeah. Um, God, why can't I think of his name now? I'm feel dumb. Um, Roquan Smith. Oh, Roquan. Like, oh, yeah. Roquan yeah. Smith gets snubbed year after year, and he's always in top five in tackles. It just it makes zero sense. He he was number three in solo tackles this year, and. He's not going to make the Pro Bowl again. It just, it doesn't make any sense to me personally. Um, like, and then two, I look at the quarterbacks on the AFC side, and there were so many good AFC quarterbacks, and we got uh, we got Lamar Jackson making the Pro Bowl, and Lamar Jackson missed like half the season. That's yeah, that's cause, only because he would have probably got it if he played a full season, but because he missed half it, like. Well, he missed half the season. He still gets uh, in the Pro Bowl. And we're talking guys like Derek Carr didn't get in. Yeah. Joe Burrow didn't get in. Uh, Josh Allen didn't even get in. Hold up. Did Josh, am I missing? Did Josh Allen not even get in the Pro Bowl? Yeah, it's Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. Like, you yeah, didn't get Josh Allen. Should have been Josh Allen over Lamar. I agree with the other two, personally. That makes zero sense to me, personally. Yeah. What are you thinking over there, Zach? Well, in terms of San Francisco, I think the fight of me were pretty clear. I like Bosa, Williams, Juszczyk, uh, Devon Kittle. I think if Fred Warner got snubbed, though, I think that he had a better season that he put in. Uh, he was a, oh, so I mean, I put him over Shaq Barrett personally, or not? No, no, no. Devin White, other Buccaneer. Um, Warner had yep. better stats, I think, and he had more goals, more sacks. Um, I think it was a pretty big snub. On the roster, though, I think that my biggest snub had to be Austin Eckhart not getting in there. I'm going to yeah. say, I know you're a Steelers fan. I think that he had a better season than Najee Harris, though. I just think that Eckler had – I mean, he was a stud all year long, and he was out there putting up for Herbert. I think he got snubbed. Yeah, Eckler, I could definitely see making up for Najee. I think just because he had an impressive rookie year, and they gave it to Najee, but I, I, could, I could agree with Eckler going in over Najee 100% as well. What do you guys think about Cordero Patterson? Because he was on a great team all year, but he kind of had – he kind of went off towards the end of the year. I think Cordell Patterson making it in just makes a whole lot of sense to me personally because he was a big part of that offense. I mean, when you look at the Falcons, it was Kyle Pitts who is also making the Pro Bowl, which I think is amazing, you know, his first season, uh, the top tight end in the draft. But then you also see Cordell Patterson, and that that's the whole offense was ran behind Cordell Patterson, almost in the same way like Debo Samuel, like not as as good but he's in the backfield, he's a receiver, he's in the slot, he's returning kicks. I mean, Cordell Patterson does everything. I think I think it makes sense. Did he not make it in? Am I missing something? Well, the NFC were Delvin Cook, James Conner, and Kamara. I know James Conner, like, led the league in, in touchdowns, but, like, you oh, know, he even didn't make it in. Yeah, he did. Uh, I think that, I mean, it's a bold take. I think Cordell had way better season than James Conner. I mean, most of his touchdowns were just, like, what, two or three yard line on, on the goal line, so – most of his touchdowns were short touchdowns. Yep. I mean, he had his best season yet, but I don't know about Pro Bowl material. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, Zach. I thought you were saying he did make it. I was getting a little bit confused. I was like, wait, I didn't Patterson. see that. I didn't, yeah. I don't see Patterson. Patterson didn't make it, did he? No. Okay, yeah. Okay. 
So, yeah, he but definitely should have made it in over Connor. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, even Alvin Kamara didn't have the greatest season. He was out for a good portion of the season. He missed like six or seven weeks. And so some of these things, it's just like you vote to get these guys in. And so I think it's just like some fan bases must care more than others. And that's why you probably don't see like Austin Eckler getting in because the the Los Angeles Chargers, I mean, most people still think they're San Diego Chargers. Nobody shows up to their games. Uh, when, when they're playing at the Coliseum, like whoever they're playing, there's more of their fans in the audience. Like, I mean, I even though Rams think... it was the same way, I mean, week 18 at Niner game, there was about 50-50 fans there. And then this past week, there was – I saw a stat on StubHub that said that like 45% of ticket sales came from like Northern California for that game, which is insane because they spent five, what, $5 billion and they're not getting the fans there, which is sad, but – I just – I don't think that that city really cares about football. And then you add in two teams and one of them was irrelevant from the get-go. And the Rams were already there. They left. They come back. There's some history there. But the Chargers, it just makes zero sense for them to be playing in that same city. So it's just I think that's – uh, It's just a money grab going to L.A., Las Vegas and L.A. I don't agree. I wish it was still Oakland. I wish it was still San Diego. I wish it was still St. Louis. I know, of course, some of them, they changed to St. Louis from another name. Uh, but I just wish they kind of kept some – because it's just money grab, 100%. And I wish they would stay true because loyal fans were in Oakland. Loyal fans were in St. Louis. And – Going to LA and just to have—I never liked the idea of two, the LA Lakers, LA Clip, two two uh, teams in the same uh, league. I just like from the same city. I, I never liked it. I wish that would change. I think Las yeah. Vegas is pretty fun. Yeah, that's different. I don't mind that one's not terrible, but it's the fact that like just when it's just like Oakland's been there forever and they just go to Las Vegas just for money. I, to me, it's like leaving the whole city behind. I don't know. I guess there's Las Vegas Golden Knights. They went there too. They were a new team. Like that's different because they created a team for Las Vegas. But like switching is like to me, it's just I don't know. I don't, I'm not. A, I don't really like it. <clears throat> but they did it. Who, who do you guys got? AFC, NFC. The age old yeah. question: AFC always wins, do they not? That's. that's yeah, I'm not a yeah. tough like score, but I think it's pretty even as late. Yeah, I got AFC. Team AFC is winning. Yeah, I'll that the Niners are in there, but I think that I mean AFC's won what the last. I'm trying to find it. Um, oh my bad, I can pull it up. They won what four straight? Yeah, four straight. And then there was there was the team Rice and team Sanders, team Urban and Carter. So that was what three years was a little bit different. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you guys about that as well. Do you guys, do you guys like that format change, or do you guys feel glad they came back to AOC NFC? I like how AFC did, NFC personally. EJ. How did they do that again? Where didn't they like they drafted their team based off yeah. all the players? Yeah, I, I don't know. It's kind of a novel concept. It, you know, I think AFC and NFC is it's better, but I think that's kind of I think that's kind of cool. You get one game. It's it's almost like a a fantasy football nerd's dream. Yeah, because like, you could think for a while, weren't they? You said what? The NBA was doing the same thing for a while. They had like there was like a draft where they also yeah, it was Team LeBron versus Team Giannis or something like that. Yeah, I like I, I only thing I like better about that with the AFC like with the names or with had drafts is you get to see NFC and AFC players play together. That was the only different thing. But other than that, I, I AFC NFC format is I'm just so used to it. I think I, I like that better. I think the, I think the funnest part is seeing like two guys like who are like rivals, like say the Bengals and the Steelers or the 49ers and Rams. And then those guys get to play together on the same team. I think yeah. that's, I think that's kind of cool. Cause then you see like, they're joking around. They actually, you know, they're friends, but uh, when it's in the heat of the rivalry, you know, they're, they're wanting to tear each other's heads off. So it's just, I think that's kind of interesting, but you know, and there hasn't even been a pro bowl in two years, it seems. So this would be back to a little one. bit of normalcy. Yeah. It was a 30, 38-33 AFC, and MVPs were Lamar Jackson and Calais Campbells. Well, good, good, good. Who do you guys got as MVP, you know, for the game? Early in well, the I, I, yeah, for the Pro Bowl. I mean, yeah. if, if the NFC wins, it's probably just going to be a quarterback, and they have Rodgers starting. So I would say just Rodgers because he'll probably play the first quarter, put up like two touchdowns, and they'll just be like, Rodgers, MVP. But if the AFC won, 
Um, I think it's probably just the same situation. They'll probably just be like, Patrick Mahomes is the MVP. Those type of things go to quarterbacks. I don't see Rodgers playing a whole lot of the Pro Bowl, just like the way he's kind of like ending his season. I don't. I think he's kind of pissed off still. I don't see him playing more than like a drive or two. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if like Justin Herbert just goes off in the Pro Bowl for the AFC. I can see it. Yeah, I like Justin Herbert, man. I'm glad he made the Pro Bowl. Uh, he's probably my favorite. We did a podcast on under 25 quarterbacks, and I think he's probably my favorite one of all of them. But uh, he deserves it, I think. But I think it's going to be Mahomes and Rodgers from either side. But, uh, Zach, do you think Rodgers – I know we're kind of getting off topic, but do you think he leaves Green Bay or do you think he stays? I think at one part I was kind of thinking he's going to go to, like, Denver. I see him going to Denver, but I just see him ending his legacy in Green Bay. I just don't see him leaving anywhere else. I know Brett Favre did it where he went to, what, the Jets and the Vikings. But I just – I see Rodgers still bickering with management in Green Bay, but I think he'll stay there and retire a Packer. It'll have to make a lot of sense for him to leave and uh, just somewhere where he fits. And he, I think if he leaves, it'll have to be a place where he knows he, he will win, like like he has a chance. Because Green Bay is just about a better chance than any of the other teams he could go to. But I just see, like, as many one-seeds that they have been and, like, favorites they have been in games that they have blown with throughout the last 10, 12 years, decade, before he won the 11 Super Bowl against Steelers. Like, I just – I feel like he should have more Super Bowls, and that might be the driving force out. But I agree with you. I think if it doesn't make sense, I think he stays as well. I think I don't that see team – Go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Zach. I just don't see his legacy going to some like bottom feeder like what Brett Favre did. I mean, I don't know with the Jets and the Vikings were the Jets even like contenders in the AFC East in like twenty the two thousand nine. I know the Vikings they he let got the Vikings to the NFC Championship game. But I just don't see Rodgers going to like someone like the Panthers or Broncos and just not doing a whole lot. Yeah, I, with Rodgers, he's already said he doesn't want to be a part of a rebuild. So, you know, he's not going to go. He's not going to accept a trade to the, the Panthers, like you said. But there's no way that happens. I, I think the, the uh, in, in all likelihood, I think he gets traded to either the Broncos or the 49ers because those are two teams that are kind of set to win now that just need a quarterback. And I think uh, I think he wouldn't want to go to the 49ers, though, because uh, because of Trey Lance. I think for whatever reason, he just hates a quarterback underneath of him. Um, and with the Packers, the reason I don't think he's going to stay is because um, it looks like they're bound for a, for a rebuild. They got so many contracts that are up this season, and they're not going to be able to keep on everybody. And I think they're going to lose Devontae Adams, regardless of whether Rodgers stays or not, because he's going to be looking for a giant contract. And I think he's going to get it elsewhere. I don't think he's going to get it in Green Bay. So I think Aaron that, Jones. I think. Aaron Jones is out too, you think? I think so. I mean, AJ Dillon's playing pretty well. He's younger, under contract, for like a lot cheaper. And he's kind of outworked Aaron Jones in the run game the last part of the year. I know he's been big in the passing game. Jones has, but I, I like AJ Dillon a lot. I think he's going to take over and be sort of like a Jonathan Taylor in a year or two where he just like runs the ball for 20 times a game. Um, but I think that they're going to lose. Yeah, Adams, I think they're going to lose Jones. Um, their defense, I mean, I don't know how about like Zadari Smith and then the other Smith. I, I, forget, I forget his name, but I see them just kind of falling apart next year. Well, yeah, and then, too, Rodgers has put so much praise on that offensive coordinator, Hackett, and then Hackett leaves for uh, Denver. And uh, Rodgers said, "There, I don't ever want to not play for him, or I don't want him to leave unless I'm leaving with him. That's what he said. So he also liked his quarterback coach, and that's now the offensive coordinator for the Bears. So I just he's, – he's losing coaches that he likes. He, he's possibly losing some receivers that he likes, like Randall Cobb is likely out, too. So uh, – and Noah's talked about it so much. Like, he, he – really wanted to get Cobb on that team. So I, I just think personally he's done with Green Bay. I think he's going to try to get out. I think he's got one more year left on his contract and he's going to go play and try to win somewhere else. I think it's going to be Denver still. Yeah, I agree. I, I think I think Denver, everyone's saying Denver is where he fits the most. But I just don't – like him going to Denver, I just don't I – don't, I don't see them like winning. Like I don't see him like winning a Super Bowl or even making an AFC championship game. Maybe that's just me, but I feel like if Rodgers has another good – Let's say he has a good three seasons left. Do you see Denver even like, coming close to Super Bowl in those three seasons? I just, I just, if he's going there for a Super Bowl, I don't know if that's the right fit, but maybe he could shock off. Maybe he just needs to get away from Green Bay to win. He's only got one Super Bowl, and they're, they're like the number one seed like seven times in 12 years. He's just, he's just not a leader. Yeah. If he goes to – I just don't see him overcoming even the charge with Justin Herbert. I think that he's going to lead those guys. I think the next two or three years he'll get to an AFC title game with the Chargers. 
you know, say Mahomes gets hurt one year or has a bad year, I think the Chargers are the next team to kind of emerge out of the AFC. Yeah, that, that's a good point, too, because him going to the AFC, or the AFC West, like you got Oak, or Las Vegas, you got, you know, you got dumb. Kansas City. That's a, that's a great division. And even this year, Denver was the bottom of the barrel, but with Rodgers, they'd be better. But like Kansas City, I don't, I just don't see them ending better than them. And they'd be like, they'd be right where Las Vegas is. I feel like Las Vegas is going to get better with their coach they got. You know, a lot of their faults this season was because their coach this year, I think that was going on behind the scenes and some drama with that team. And they usually choke at the end and they, they came through. So. so I know this is a far shot. I mean, it will never happen. I've heard someone talking on Twitter one day. What if, you know, Brady retires and Rodgers wants to go to Tampa Bay for a final year? Because they, they have a good line. They got pieces to work with down there. Most of their defense under contract still. Like, I don't see it happening, but that would just be crazy, I think. Yeah, I don't see it happening just because I see Brady playing another year. But if that did happen, Rodgers could win with Tampa Bay. I think that they're still in the exact same position. You know, they're great quarterbacks. But um, I don't know. Rodgers, just to me, seems like he's not – like me and TJ have talked about a lot in the podcast. He's not the best of leaders. Like, it seems like when it comes down to lead, he's not the one, like he, – he, 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 I don't know, he likes to put blame on others. And it's just not, like, something you do as a lead. You usually gotta, you gotta, he doesn't own up to his his own mistakes. and But a lot of it isn't on Rodgers, too. Like, Rodgers plays great, and then his team – doesn't come through sometimes, but yeah, if he goes to Tampa Bay, I would be very, uh, very surprised. Do you think yeah. Green Bay is even willing to trade him to another NFC team, or do you think they're just automatically thinking, let's send him over to the AFC? It has to make sense. I th- if, if they did, I think they would prefer AFC. Most teams would definitely know a team in their division. But um, as you said, Tito, though, I, I it, it would have to make like literally a lot of sense for them to trade to another NFC team. Would you, Zach? Would you like him coming to San Fran if if they would you be open to that? Or would you say stay so, with Trey? This before, I mean, he's 0-4 against the Niners in playoffs since 2013 or whatever it is. I just don't see San Fran's management, like, you know, John Lynch saying, you know, with open arms, oh, like, let's welcome in Rodgers to lead this team. I think that he plays offense a lot differently, too, than, like, what the West Coast offense in San Francisco is. A lot of motion, a lot of, like, running plays by receivers. I don't see that happening a lot in, in uh, Green Bay. I personally don't think there's any chance he comes to San Francisco. But I, I just think I wouldn't be surprised if he goes out west, with either to like Denver or I don't know. I mean, I, I just don't see him. I don't. I don't know. I see him staying in Green Bay. I, th- I think that makes a lot of sense. Like he just—he's not a fit for what San Francisco's offense is doing. I think Trey Lance is the fit for that offense. So I'm excited to see what the Trey Lance era looks like. Um, yeah, I, I know Zach. You brought up some uh, some prop bets and stuff like that for the Super Bowl. Um, yeah. Obviously, the early prop bet is, or just the betting in general, is that the Rams are favored. I'd like to hear some of those bets. You know, that also some of them are like, uh, who's going to be MVP of the Super Bowl, and then we can do a little bit of early Super Bowl predictions. So I have like three locks right now that I think I'm going to roll with. I have obviously, well, the Rams are minus four, but I like the over at 49 points in this game. I think it's going to be an absolute like this shootout between Stafford and Burrow. Um, in terms of the like the Super Bowl MVP, they had uh, where is it at? Um, here, come back. I'm gonna pull it real quick. I, I lost my tab. Okay, it's okay. Um, just just then, while while Zach's looking up some uh, some betting stuff, I'll just say right here. I think the the Bengals are gonna su- uh, surprise some people. They're gonna make this game a lot closer. I think a lot of people are already counting the Bengals out, and we've already seen. They've been they've been counting out counted out uh, the last two weeks and they played a really tight game against the Titans and they won in the end. Uh, McPherson uh, has won it for them both times. And then they play a really tight game with the Chiefs where they come back, score 18 points, and uh, they end up winning that game in overtime off the leg of McPherson. Uh, I think he's got no fear. So I think it's going to be a lot of a, a really close game again. And I think four points is even too much to be given to the Rams. I think it's going to be a three-point game or less. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I, I, I think that – I think Bengals won this game. You're, you're going with Rams, CJ? I am going with Rams early. Yeah, if you would have told me at the beginning of the year it's going to be Bengals-Rams, Super Bowl, I probably would have told you right then there Rams are going to kill them or Rams are going to win. Um, but now that the fact that we're here, I just think the Bengals, the fact what they had to go through with the Chiefs and even Titans, like I know that they took they, – Rams took out – the Buccaneers, but and the Niners, but I just feel like the Bengals, the fact that the Bengals are here now, I just feel like I don't think Rams are going to stop them. I think Burrow, Jamar Chase, Mixon, they're all going to play one of their best games that they have all year, even in the Super Bowl, and I think it's going to be hard to stop them. Even so, I think if some Bengals teams are going to play a little bit better and have Stafford make more mistakes, then I think uh, 
than Joe Burrow. But either or, I'm, I'm happy whichever quarterback gets the Super Bowl. I'm happy for Burrow and I'm happy for Stafford. But I really think that this is like Burrow is going to have so many chances. But I just don't know. Like if Stafford doesn't get this one, I don't know if Stafford's going to ever be back to the Super Bowl. But I mean, he did. Each team has a great odds. So, but I'm going Bengals. Yeah, let's hear those uh, those bets. I think you got them pulled up now, Zach. Yeah, so they have the Super Bowl MVP odds right away. Matt Stafford, minus 110. He's the favorite to win the MVP. Uh, Joe Burrows, plus 210. Cooper Cup, 650. And then Aaron Donald and Jamar Chase are both at 1,800 odds, followed by Beckham at plus 2,000 and Mixon at 3,500 to open up those ones. But there are some pretty interesting ones, um, prop bet-wise, off, off of Caesar Sports. But they have, uh, I like it a lot, Joe Burrow over one and a half passing touchdowns at minus 145 right now. I think that's going to be that's going to be the Joe Burrow show, and then I also like Joe, uh, Cooper Cup anytime touchdown score at minus or he's what is it oh uh, minus one eighty five. Those are my two favorite ones, and I like the over of forty nine a lot. But I also think a pretty intriguing one I was looking at earlier, um, Matt Stafford um, over two and a half touchdowns at like plus one eighty. I don't see him throwing three. I think two is a pretty safe bet for him. Oh, over 280 passing yard is one I like a lot, too, for Matt Stafford. I think that's pretty fair, to be honest. I think I think at least one of those touchdowns goes to the Cooper Cup. And uh, Odell Beckham Jr. has just been amazing for them in the playoffs. Uh, I think you're, it's a safe bet if either one of those guys giving them at least one touchdown. Um, I don't know if Van Jefferson gets one. I don't know if their tight end gets one. But at least Cooper Cup, at least one. Um and what were the what were the odds for Joe Burrow passing? I'm sorry if you said they, got, they have him at over one and a half touchdowns and then over 276 passing yards and a half. I think that's pretty fair too. I'm not gonna be surprised if both team or both guys get over 300. I think it's gonna be like I think it's gonna be a high scoring game. Maybe over time we'll see that happen again. I don't know, but I think it's gonna be a shootout. I think it's going to be a really fun Super Bowl, and I'm just excited that it's not a team that's not always there. I know I told uh, Noah last week that I thought it was going to be um, the Chiefs and – or no, I thought it was going to be the Bengals and, and the 49ers, but I was hoping it was going to be the Bengals and the Rams. And I'm getting the Super Bowl that I wanted. I think it's going to be the most fun out of any matchup we were going to have. And also it's, it's either Stafford gets his first or the Bengals as a franchise get theirs. So yeah. I think it's just either way, it's just really intriguing. And and for most fans, it should be like, okay, we're happy either way. Um, obviously, 49er fans or Chief fans are going to be a little bit more upset. But uh, I think it's just – it's going to be a great Super Bowl, I think. I agree. It'll be, it'll be fun, man. I, I look forward to it. could be uh, Zach's division versus my division. Yeah. And that's always a good thing, too, man. Like, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. As much as it sucks, like – seeing the Bengals make it like I'm, I'm, I'm excited to representing our, our North, but uh, it's going to be exciting for both. TJ said, I'm, I'm excited. Finally, finally, no chiefs, no Buccaneers, no, no Packers, no Tom, but it's crazy. Yep. Like that's yeah, the, that. This... yeah, there was like, this is the first year in like 10 years where there's no, like no 49ers team, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes. So we got some new faces I mean, two new quarterbacks. They're new to Super Bowl, obviously. Yeah. Stafford's a lot older. He's what 13. He's got 12 years experience on it on Burrow. But I'm excited for both guys to have it. Just I want to see both guys lay on the line, and whoever comes out on top. I'm rooting for the Bengals in this one. That's why I can't root for the Rams. But <laughs> I, I'm really, I'm really loving Joe Burrow right now. He's been so fun to watch, and his swagger he's carrying right now for all of Cincinnati and all of Ohio. It's so fun to watch. I hope he does. I hope he gets the job done. Yeah, I, I, I thought you were gonna say this, uh, this one. I thought I saw one that was like 19 years, no Peyton Manning, no Tom Brady, no 49ers, and no. Uh, somebody else, maybe it was Aaron Rodgers. I think it's Mahomes, maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe Mahomes too. But, uh, but it's just, yeah, it's just crazy that 19 years in a row you have just these four constants, and we finally break that. Um, and I know you want to talk a little bit about Joe Burrow. Um, yeah, I rewatched some of the highlights from the game, and he just, you know, we're going from one game against the Titans where he got sacked nine times, and then play the Chiefs, who have a pretty good front uh, four, and. He didn't get sacked once, or maybe he got sacked once at the end. I think he got sacked once. I know there was times in the pocket. Chris Jones was close to getting him. He never. There was four or five times Chris Jones was just a foot or a step off, and he couldn't get him. Yeah, because he, he, he escaped so many times, and he he was running and he was making throws on the run. It was just very impressive, and it's just like I, Noah referenced it before. But our our uh, quarterbacks under twenty five. There's a reason why I made him my 
uh, best quarterback under 25, uh, leapfrogging even Josh Allen. I think he's just that impressive of a guy. Um, he, he reminds me so much of like, uh, just so many different, like great quarterbacks, but like Aaron Rodgers in particular, but I think he's much more of a, a better leader. I think, I think that's why we're going to see Joe Burrow here more than once in the Super Bowl. It's not just a one and done for him. So. If he creates and, a culture uh, of winning, if they went, say they went this year and he brings that back to Cincinnati, there's going to be a lot of guys that want to go there and play with Burrow because I mean, this team loves him. I mean, I love watching videos in the locker room where he's getting his, his team hype in the locker room post celebrations and, I just see that kind of guy. Like, I want to see him succeed and like, be like the face of the NFL. Like, I like Mahomes a lot, but this guy has – he's got something different to him, I think. I, I love watching him. Yeah, he's 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 just like I said with McPherson. He's fearless. Like he stands in there. He he's throwing dimes too. It's not it's not like he's getting carried by Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase is obviously helping his success, but he's he's just he throws dimes all game, and it's it's really fun to watch. I love watching Joe Burrow. He's probably my favorite quarterback in the league right now. I mean, I love Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes, but right now it's got to be Joe Burrow. I think me. right now for me, uh, Josh Allen and Joe Burrow. Josh Allen's a lot of fun to watch, too. TJ, I'm going Go to have to have you uh, call up Joe Burrow and just tell him next season TJ Watt's coming. Just tell him TJ Watt's coming for him. Uh, TJ Watt's got a great name, but, you know, I'm still, I'll still be rooting for, for the Bengals. I'm sorry, Noah, but all AFC North teams, my favorite one's got to be the Bengals now. They made a complete turnaround. You know, my second favorite, if I had to pick a second, you know, I'm a lion, I'm a lion, so, because they're my favorite animal growing up, but uh, yeah, I don't really, yeah, you can like if you want, but uh, I think Joe (laughs) Joe Burrow's going to be a problem for the Steelers like next 10 years, so we're going to have to deal with it. I think T.J. Watt's going to probably be the best bet against them, but Joe Burrow's, like you guys said, your favorite quarterback. Uh, Burrow's up, I like Justin Herbert. He's probably my favorite, like the young guys, but uh, Joe Burrow is probably the most talented other than Josh Allen, and he probably will be better if he gets to Super Bowl than Allen. He'll probably already be up higher than him. <laughs> so for, for betting, just to go back to that just for one moment, my, my cousin was uh, betting on games, and he's, he sent me this yesterday. I, I don't bet on this type of stuff, so I was a little bit confused, but his bets were Van Jefferson under 31 yards, Odell Beckham over 54, Ayuk for, uh, over 49, and Akers under 60. Is that something that – do you bet on, like, those type of bets or, or no? Uh, yeah, I bet those. I bet, like, the same game parlays like that a lot. I had a couple of things not this past week before that. Um, I'm trying to figure out what I want to do for this game. I, I just still think, though, I was saying Joe Burrow over one-and-a-half touchdowns. I mean, he's thrown – like, in his last seven games, he has five games where he has at least two. Um, Cooper Cup scored an eight of nine games touchdown. I like that a lot. Touchdown score and then over 49 points. But yeah, this has a lot of really interesting like opening uh, lines. I'm also curious too, like if it'll move at all Bengals towards the Bengals or Rams in the next two weeks, if it moves past four or what it does. But yeah. Well, I guess, I guess for me to ask you, um, out of like the non like star players, like we're talking like Van Jefferson, Cam Akers, even like, you know, uh, Ayuk, like somebody like to his talent, like he's not the number one guy. What's one player that you would make a bet on? Like they're going to be over a certain amount of yards or like, if you saw that bet, if that makes you, for, if that question even makes sense. For that last bet or for the bet for the, for the Super Bowl? For the Super Bowl. Um, and that's, that's his bets you just write off. So if it was like, you saw like Tyler Boyd, the bet Uh-oh. is he's going to be over 60 or. Um, I think that one I like a lot like that. I'm looking right now on Caesars. Um, I like OBJ over 64 and a half receiving yards for the Rams. Say that I think that's pretty safe. If Odell counts, just the way he's been playing in the playoffs, I would say that, Odell. They have Cooper Cup at 102 and a half over. I like that one a lot too. And then obviously Jamar Chase over, over 79 and a half is all, is all his set ass. So I like over 80 yards for Jamar Chase. That's a pretty oh, good one too. That's an easy one. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if you guys have anything else you want to bring up. I know this wasn't uh, the greatest, most well put together show. I had to run away a couple times and uh, to take care of dogs and stuff. But uh, uh, if you guys want to add anything else on top of what we have already talked about. Uh, no, you got anything? No, I'm good. I appreciate you coming on though, Zach. You got anything else, of course. But uh, you've been a good guest too, man. We, uh, you kind of, we've, we've been lucky with the guests and I appreciate you coming on, man. And we'll have to get you on the future for more. Yeah, I'd be down to come back on again, but this this postseason has been so much fun to watch. Every game, yeah. I mean, there was a couple of first round, a couple of blowouts with the Chiefs over the Steelers. That was probably tough to watch that one. But the next, those next two rounds, 
we were we were just got a lot of great games to watch this year. It was, it was super fun. I want I just want to see the Super Bowl. I want to see a good a high scoring game. I don't want to see repeat of like the Patriots and Rams three years ago, <laughs> and it was what eighteen to three or something like that. Yep. Um, but no, I've just been it's been so fun to watch these games and watch Burrow and all these guys go out there and just play their hearts out. Yeah, this has honestly been like one of the most fun like postseasons ever. Like, uh, and can you no, think of a more been. fun postseason in the last five ten years? No, this this has been fun. Yeah, I, I'm just bittersweet as the chief game, but this is this really this whole season. We've said like we, every podcast meet today. We've said this is the under like the the underdog story season. So many teams that were not supposed to win games won games, and even in the playoffs, no one or two seed in the Super Bowl, not even a three, both fours. Like they both had to come through some crazy upsets to get here, and it's just it's a wacky season. And I think I hope we get a good, great, intense game in the Super Bowl out of it. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the last time the Rams were in the Super Bowl. If it ends up being 13 to three, like <laughs> that's just not good for football. I know the Patriots had pretty good defense, and that year Jared Goff the to lay an egg in that game. But I just I think that Matt Stafford, because he he comes out some games where he's playing really well right away, and there's games where he's lost. But I think that he's going to come out. You know, he's playing at home in front of the Rams fans. I think it's going to be a good game. Yeah, I, I think it's an immediate upgrade with Matt Stafford over Jared Goff. And I think over the offseason, uh, I didn't make like this better anything, but uh, I, I think when when they got Matt Stafford, I was like, I, they're going to make the Super Bowl, right? Like, I think he just completes the team so much better. And Jared, and not to say Jared Goff's a bad quarterback, but um, Matt Stafford's obviously that guy. So, And I'll say myself, when when because that's a threat to the Niners, obviously, when they got Matt Stafford. When I first saw that trade happen, I mean, I admit it. I was like, I don't, I don't see him leading them, you know, deep in the playoffs, let alone a Super Bowl. And here he is, proved me wrong again. So, if they were to win, I mean, I'd be, I'd be happy for Matt Stafford to see him to succeed for you know 13 years of being in Detroit, not doing anything. And I, I, I hope he does. Just plays a good game. My favorite part was when they went like a three or four game losing streak, and everybody was like, uh. You can take Matt Stafford out of Detroit, but you can't uh, take Detroit out of Matt Stafford. And then he just yeah. kind of lit it up again. And I think there were some growing pains. You uh, brought in Von Miller. You brought in uh, OBJ. And they kind of struggled a little bit to kind of adjust. But uh, after after that little growing pain, like through a four-game losing streak, they played really good teams too. Like the 49ers, the 49ers beat up on them. Uh, the Packers beat up on them. But uh, after that, you know, they kind of just blew up from there. So I, I'm happy for them. Because that Monday night game in in uh, I think it was in San Francisco, it was like thirty-one to seven. Like it was a blowout. Yeah. It's not looking like I don't see these, these guys doing a whole lot. But they turned it around right to that, and they've been on fire since then. Yep. Yeah. All right. Um, I think with that, I mean that's been a pretty good show. We're we're pushing an hour and a half, so I think we're gonna call it there. Thank you guys so much uh, for watching. I, let's be honest here, nobody's watched this far anyway. But uh, thank you so much, Zach, for. Uh, for joining us and yeah, uh, we'll you. definitely get you back on yeah appreciate it guys all right, it, man. Yeah, have a good one peace dang he already jumped